Welcome back, everybody. My name is Michael Bennett. I am one of the worship directors here at the Fellowship Church. Uh, today, we're going to be continuing through The Reset by Jeremy Riddle, and we're going to be discussing Chapter 8, A New Wineskin. This is just a friendly reminder. If you haven't listened to the previous chapters, please go ahead, listen back to them. These chapters definitely build on top of each other. And man, just such a powerful book. You will be so blessed by it, uh, encouraged, convicted, uh, so powerful. So as we dive in, you know, uh, I read this chapter and I was like, man, like this is kind of a hard chapter to talk about. I want to, you know, just uh, dive into what the Bible has to say about wineskins, you know, and, and wine in general, um, this concept, you know, and so I, the Lord brought to mind, you know, Luke 5, 3, or 37 through 39, and Jesus shared with his disciples that you can only put new wine into new wineskins. And so as I started doing some more digging, you know, the Bible talks about wine almost as a metaphor at times for the presence of God. Jesus says to be born again, you're to be born of water and the spirit. And shortly after this, Jesus turned water into wine. And the apostle Paul made a statement in Ephesians 5, 18, where he says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So as we discuss this chapter, may God reform and mold us more and more to his image that we would be new wineskins and be able to be filled with his presence in every area of our lives, every day. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you in, even right now, to come and rearrange the furniture of our lives and make your home within us. May you be welcomed in our hearts, in our souls, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So, some uh, quotes I want to highlight from this chapter. Uh, This is right off of page 79. It says, We need new wineskins that will cherish his presence over profit, his glory over our own, and obedience to him above all. When it comes to worship songs and projects, if we want the end result to be worship, then all of its processes must be birthed, saturated, and sustained in worship. Harvey S. Firestone wisely understood, success is the sum of the details. So in other words, The details matter because the details create the sum. There's also a common saying, the devil is in the details, but the devil is only in them because we have forgotten to enthrone God there. Man, that's powerful. Uh, Another quote, page 84, in most industries, bigger means better and more expensive. But in the world of wine, bigger almost always means more generic and cheap tasting. These new vineyards that God's establishing may be smaller and more humble in appearance, but that does not mean that they will produce cheap wine. Far from it. The wine they produce will be priceless. I love that. Uh, gives me the imagery, if y'all remember in chapter two, the power of purity, we talked about, you know, David and God looks not at the appearance as man does, but he looks at the heart, you know? So maybe that encourages you. Maybe you're like, man, I'm not the most talented musician or man, uh, I'm not the greatest singer or whatever it may be. God's looking at the heart and he's like, man, is your heart pure? Um, that's who he wants to use in a, in a great way. And he can develop the talent and the skill, you know, he can do that. Uh, but just guarding that purity of heart, you know, so, uh, 
such an integral part of, of allowing him to make us new wineskins, you know, and uh, last quote I'll share from this chapter is the goal of worship music was never intended to make it as sonically competitive as possible, uh, but it was to make it as potently filled with the intoxicating, mesmerizing, and unraveling presence of Jesus as possible. We will never lead the world by imitating the world. Our job was never to compete with the world's artistry, but our job was to give the world a taste of heaven. Man, you know, uh, as I look at this chapter and just reflect on my personal walk with the Lord and time in ministry, you know, how many times I've gotten off a platform and judged how great the worship service was based off um, my performance and how well I executed, you know, that song I was leading or if I played all the right chords or, you know, whatever it may be, or, or even maybe, man, that, that service was so successful because, uh, there were so many people that were outwardly responding, you know, and singing along and they had their hands up and, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it was powerful, you know, and sometimes we can look at all the external things, but man, was God pleased by my worship? Was, was I aware of his presence in the room you know, his manifest presence in the room during worship. Uh, those are the questions that I want to ask myself, but I don't, you know, and I have to constantly remind myself to do that. And uh, I even, you know, think, you know, when Jesus was saying, you can't put new wine in old wineskins, you know, he goes on to say, you know, if you put new wine in an old wineskin, the old wineskin will actually burst. Like it's, it's unable to hold the new wine. And, I believe that God wants to put a fresh uh, filling of his Holy Spirit in us every day, but he's not going to be able to do that if we're not vessels that are empty and willing and surrender to him. You know, uh, are there areas of our lives, you know, let's make it practical. Are there areas of our lives where God wants to put new wine, a new measure of his Holy Spirit in us uh, to do something within us, but through us as well, you know? Uh, to impact people around us that he's not able to do because we're still holding on to that one thing that he's asking us to let go of. You know, is it a sin or is it a thought pattern? Or um, maybe, you know, maybe we don't realize that we're sons and daughters above musicians or worship leaders, et cetera, you know, or an accountant or a CEO or a realtor, you know, whatever your profession is. Sometimes we confuse our calling and our capacity with actually our true identity, which is to be a son and daughter. And uh, we tend to identify everything we do and our purpose based on what we do instead of who God is and who we are in him. And, you know, what what wine are we pouring out with our lives? You know, um, when we walk into a room and then we exit, you know, have you ever been you know, kind of funny analogy, but have you ever been in a room where someone like, it didn't smell very good, you know, and they left the room and it, like there was odor or something left the room, you know, uh, or, you know, someone walks by and they have that cologne on that they just got, you know, or that perfume that they just got for Christmas. And you're like, dang, that smells good. Or my personal favorite, you walk into a restaurant and it just smells so good. It smells like heaven. It's like, it's food that's just of the Lord. And you're like, man, that food smells so good. Do our lives leave a fragrance of God's presence 
when we walk into a room and when we exit. And, you know, uh, going back to what Jeremy Riddle was saying, you know, the devil's only in the details because we haven't enthroned God in the details. You know, it's so easy. You know, I've done this. I think we've all done this, but I'll just speak for myself. You know, we do something, we work so hard on something, uh, especially in ministry, you know, and then we're like, okay, now God, will you bless it? Instead of at the beginning, consecrating ourselves to the Lord and dedicating it to him and saying, Lord, may may whatever this project turns into, may the whole process just glorify you. Sum, we submit this project or uh, this financial decision or this decision in general, whatever it may be to you and whatever you want to do with it, have your way and help us to follow your voice. Help us to lean into to uh, your Holy Spirit's guiding to, to where your word is directing us with this. Uh, you know, oftentimes we just think of God as an afterthought instead of dedicating everything to Him from the beginning and in the details. Uh, but we want to ask for His blessing in the whole of it, you know? And so those are just some practical things and some questions we can ask ourselves that I believe will help us uh, to allow God to form in us, uh, uh, you know, uh, being a new wineskin for His presence in our lives to be more active. But you know, we want to make it preeminent as well. You know, people all around us are dying of thirst because they haven't had a taste of the new wine, the living water, Jesus, his very presence. Uh, this new wine and being a new wineskin isn't just for us, but it's a part of the gospel. You know, uh, Jesus said, uh, I w- your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, that was his response. That was his prayer that he was praying when the disciples asked him, how do we pray? And I think that there's such an important lesson we can take from that of saying, you know, is your will, Lord, being done in and through my life on earth as it is in heaven? And if it's not, then am I being a new wineskin? Am I being a vessel that's able to carry your presence into my everyday life, in my every decision, my family, my job, etc. you know? And are we willing to be the vessels who carry his presence everywhere, everywhere we go? Um, so, you know, just to sum it all up, are we surrendered? I think that that's the, the biggest point that I got from this chapter. Are we surrendered? We can only put new wine into new wineskins. But in order for us to be a new wineskin, the old wineskin has to be has to be put away. It has to be tossed away. It has to uh, be thrown out. It has to die. And so, Lord, would you help us to just die to ourselves? Um, again, another pretty heavy chapter, but Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would know that in death we find life. When we die to ourselves. that is the only way we find life in you and true life. The eternal life is this, knowing the Father, knowing Jesus whom you have sent. Lord, I pray that you would mold us to be more like you. May we be a new wineskin formed and fashioned in the way you would mold us, God, and that we would be able to carry your presence, God. And may we know that to be full with you is to be overflowing, God. May you have our cup overflow with your presence. May our whole lives overflow with who you are and that everywhere we go, the fragrance of heaven would be released in our lives 
by your power, your presence, and people would see our lives. And when we leave the room, they would just think to themselves, man, I, I need that water of life. I need that new wine in my life. I need what they have. And the reality is what we have is you, Lord. So we pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen.